What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Ugo Opara reporting to you live from the disgusting, snow-covered streets of Philadelphia. I'm not happy to be recording this, I'm not going to lie. So yesterday, around this time, I was waking up with my girlfriend in Miami on Ocean Drive, overlooking a freaking beach with sands, you know, beautiful sands and clear blue water. And, you know, I, I put on a freaking, um, what the hell was I wearing? I had a freaking uh, tank top on, like a little t-shirt, little no arms, no sleeves, nothing, muscles all out. You know what I mean? And I had shorts. I had shirts on. I had shorts on and flippy floppies. Had lever flip flops, and and I felt great. And we would go down. We would have breakfast, and then we would just go on the beach. We would just hang out on the beach. We would walk to breakfast and then walk to here, looking outside my window. And my car is covered in white toxic substance that depletes the heat from any living thing uh on on the planet i hate it um but now nah, all jokes aside what's going on guys this is ugo opara pa licensed real estate agent and investor and uh hey i'm home i'm home so i appreciate the little vacation big shout out to my girlfriend you are changing me for the better right because i i uh i definitely work really hard because i love what i do and then sometimes it's it's good to pull away from that not because you need a break right but it's good to pull away from that to check how efficiently the systems and processes you put in place are working right i think i think if you run your business like you're always gonna like you're about to take a vacation at any given moment i think that's one hell of a beautiful thing to have if it works and i think that that's one of the biggest lessons that I took away from when I went away for, I think like the week that I went away for it, because I had to still juggle things that were happening here. Some things under contract is I sucked when it came to three. So that is a big, let me repeat, that is a big pain point in my side right now. Um, we did have a home inspection that one that was, that handled successfully. That's not a problem. Right. Um, but as far as like actual showings, oof, that was not good. I can handle paperwork. I can do all that stuff. Um, and then also the paperwork wasn't that good because let's be let's be a hundred. Let's be a thousand percent honest. Right. Um, I didn't get to all my emails in time. Now, I had a bunch of time, but I didn't get to my emails in time because I'm too busy jet skiing. I'm too busy, you know, chilling with my girlfriend on the beach. I'm too busy, you know, drinking substance out of a coconut that they cut the top off. Like, I, I'm just not. Like the, 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 the mentality, the grind mentality was just not there, right? It just wasn't there. So um, that that was a fumble, right? So, you know, hopefully an assistant is coming on board that's going to help fix that problem. Um, one thing I was proud of is we got a roof. We got a leaking roof fixed. Well, no, that, that was before I left, so I can't really take credit for that. Um, but those are the two things that dropped the ball on. Staying, top, staying, staying on top of paperwork and emails and things like that was a little bit of a fumble. Right. And then the big ball drop 100 percent was just showing. So I just and that was because there's no way to do it. I just didn't have I didn't have anybody. And um, it was just a big ball drop fumble. You know what I mean? So that happened. And uh, but the beautiful thing is, you know, any time that there's pain, there's growth anywhere. There's pain. Right. If you choose to look at it as as if you choose to look at your pain point. As, as, as something that you can take away from, take a lesson from, something you can learn from, then that becomes a good thing, right? Versus if you keep 
you know, if you just keep reliving it and reliving it and keep saying, oh, this sucks, instead of saying all oh, this sucks, you start, you know, you start looking at, okay, well, why does this suck? Well, why is this like this? And for me, it was very clear. I don't have anyone on the ground to me. I mean, not even listening yet to every, any, any, I don't have anyone on the ground at table to show property for me. And that's a big problem. I don't have anyone like that. And then number two, um, I don't have anyone that's going to help oversee emails and phone calls as they come in if I'm not 100% there at the capacity and the mindset that I got to get that done. So that's those are two pain points that I have now. Um, so that is that. So, but man, it is, it is, it is, it's really, it's really motivational because when I was out there, you know what I mean? And, you know, the concept of what money is. Right. I think I got really complacent in Philly because I had an idea of the type of income I would need to live a certain lifestyle. But when I got to Miami and the Lamborghini drove by me and then 20 Teslas and then three Rolls Royces and uh, like all this, like it's just like, whoa. OK. OK. All right. So this is how we ball. Like, so this is what, my, you know, so like wh- I don't have money when I, I saw people that I saw a kid drive a Lamborghini, you know, hand it to valet and then hop into a yacht. I was like, what, 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 what's going on, dude? Like, what, what do you do for a living? How, how are you? My name's Hugo. Like, what, like, dude, it, it was sick in a good way. Right. So that's motivational. You know I mean? I saw a Rolls Royce pull up and, you know, they were having, you know, like, like breakfast in the same building, same little hotel area. I mean, like restaurant area, me and my girlfriend were, and I just couldn't stop drooling. I'm just like, this guy's so normal. Had Gucci, Gucci loafers on. That should have been the indication. I just had my lever flip flops from Old Navy. I still look good in it, but he, he definitely, um, anyways, I'm sidetracking. Uh, but you know what? It, so that, that was, that was very motivational. That was very inspirational. And it was very eye opening because I'm not saying I even want a Rolls Royce, right? I'm just saying I want to live my life on my terms and never have to worry about money. Translation, I want to do whatever I want whenever I want without being restrained by money, right? So if I wanted to take my girlfriend, right, and just travel the world for a year, financially it has zero impact on me. And I would just do that until I felt like doing something else, right? So building up the cash flow to allow for me to do that is what I want, right? And then to also still be able to take care of family back home financially or wherever the hell they are because my people move around a lot wherever the hell they are being able to help them financially when they need help not to say that they all need handouts but whenever they need help while i'm doing my thing is what i want so 20 30 40 thousand dollars a month maybe me and my girlfriend are blowing through 10 grand a month i'm paying two grand maybe five thousand to my family members to whatever the hell they need it for, you know, this person can't pay their mortgage, this person's in school, this person needs a new teeth, like, you know, a root canal, like just little stuff like that. But being able to take care of all of that while I'm gone, while I'm traveling, while I'm living my life, they're also able, I'm also able to help them out, not to say they need that, and then still be able to pay down my debt, still save for emergencies, still have a savings fund, still, you know, put money aside to acquire new property, that's where I want to be at. And, and, and that doesn't mean I have to be in a Rolls Royce. That doesn't mean I have to be in a Lamborghini. That doesn't mean I have to own a $13 million condo uh, where I can go down, you know, that's right off the water and I can park my yacht in the boat. I can drive, I, I, I have, I drive, I have a Lamborghini. I pull up, there's valet parking and then the, a building is right next to the water and I can 
dock my yacht so i park my lamborghini go into the yacht and now i'm i'm on a i'm on a vacation trip to cuba or something like that it's not necessarily what has to get done but being able to do what i want on my time on my terms financially i think that that is something that this trip really like put more into focus like it really it made it crystal clear what i was grinding for what the hustle was for why i'm doing what i'm doing and just kind of recheck that i need to get back to miami or a situation like that as soon as possible without the rush to come back you know what i mean without the fear of things falling apart you know what i mean so that's motivational to come back to philly and crush the hell out of my systems and processes so that when i'm away dude i have no nightmares i have no worries i don't have any you know sleepless nights or, or i'm sleeping and i get sweaty like i come back or, or if I, maybe I don't come back. Maybe I just, I just never come back. But whatever the case may be, the machine is running. The engines are greased up. The gas is in the tank and we're rolling. Um, so that's what I, that's one of the things that this trip really, really opened my eyes to. And that, you know, what someone's definition of that financial freedom doesn't always mean, it doesn't, it's not the same for everything. I'm over here yelling, I want 30, 40,000 a month. There might be someone who might be okay with seven, you know, there might be someone okay with five, you know what I mean? I had an Uber driver, he's retiring and he's talking about all he needs is six grand, you know? I'm like, uh, oh, okay, that, okay, that, cool, if that works for you. But for me, that wouldn't work, not the, not, not what I, you know? And that's not to say that his reality is not as valuable as my reality or two valuable realities. And I want both of us to achieve what we want to achieve, but then it's also a relief that my reality doesn't have to equal his reality and we can still, and that's beautiful. And that's what I love about America. And um, so yeah, I'm gonna cut this short because unfortunately there's a bunch of white stuff on the ground and in America, someone could slip on it and then sue you. So I'm gonna shovel my girlfriend's house, my, you know, her crib, and then I'm gonna hustle down to the apartment building and then shovel that is starting so thanks for listening i'll tune in a little bit later on today today's thursday we got the workshop so you'll be hearing from me most death thanks what's going on ladies and gentlemen this is ugo opara pa licensed real estate agent reporting to you live from the city of brother to love uh, i just want to give you guys a little bit of an update it's 11 49 um so so far you know we had a bunch of emails came through you know ironing out a couple of things we had some things that went under contract while i was away so now it's a matter of getting back on top of those things scheduling the inspections uh you know both both things that are under contract now need repairs so getting repairs out uh also followed up on two offers that we put in over the weekend as well and um, one of them we've heard back from uh was a rejection um and we're, 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 we're looking to, you know, revisit the numbers to see if there is a way to get the assist and come up in price, you know, get the assist so we can still get the assist or, you know, drop the dollar amount, drop the assist and, 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 and lock the property up that way as well. Uh, but the thing with that is we always got to be mindful of where the repairs are going to come in at. So that's something I got to work with this client about. Um, the other offer has not been responded to has not been responded to yet by the seller side and um, waiting for a response on that.
Um, but yeah, outside of that, shoveled uh, girl, uh, sh- shuffled wifey's crib. You know, got everything situated and straight for her. And, uh, you know, went to my apartment building, shoveled that. And um, while there, I, you know, my contractors are there working on the last and final unit. One of the tasks, one of the things I'm doing differently now with contractors is that for this unit, a lot of contractors, they don't get things done on the time frame that I wanted them to get done. So what I've done now is I now do uh, a bonus. I do a bonus that rewards them for getting things done earlier on time with no defaults or efficiencies or deficiencies. Uh, you know, I'm giving them $200 per person. So it's a three man crew. So that's $600 more that I have to pay uh, on a weekly basis. But uh, for as far as like the rentals are concerned, so long as it gets done and I can get a tenant in there, then that, that number kind of works itself out. Um, on the on the flip side, if something isn't done to a specification that I want it done to, then they lose $25 a day uh, per person. So in essence, I get to make, it's a three-man crew, so that's $75 a day that, that they would lose should they not get it done. Uh, on time for a day. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's not really something that I'm benefiting from tremendously, right? As you guys can see, $600 versus $75 a day, you know, clearly someone's winning a lot more than that. But where I think I'm going to come out is people that are more committed to the job, people that are going to stay until the work is completed in order to get uh, in order to get what needs to be done and work done into a quality that I'm going to be happy signing off on is what's killing me the most as far as like rentals are concerned is the time it gets to get it properly on the market, right? I run all my properties through PHA, the PHA program, and it just kills me when it takes an extra month to get something ready versus having that tenant in there. You know, these tenants come in, um, and they're, they're going to be there for two, four, six, eight years. So any gap or any any time I'm losing money on that, that's perfect. I'd rather have a tenant in the property while I'm still doing repairs because I'm not now covering 100% of that. I'm not covering 100% of that repair right now. That rent that's coming in is is what's covering it. Anytime I can get the the, the bleeding away from my wallet, that that that's what we want to do as soon as possible. I want to get the bleeding away from my wallet as soon as quickly as possible because then you know, then I'm not hemorrhaging money. And that's probably the most expensive thing. And I can focus on stocking up and getting ready to pull the trigger on another property and rolling it from there. So that's, that's the situation that I'm in right now. And, um, implementation of having a payout bonus, uh, is something that I'm seeing works really well, because when I went to the apartment building, one of their deadlines was, was a bathroom and the bathroom came out immaculate. You know what I mean? Everything works. Everything is in good shape. Everything looks phenomenal. And I'm really excited about that because if the rest of the property is done in that quality and in that time frame, we are going to be uneffing stoppable. This is going to be a problem. This crew is going to make me a lot of effing money. And I'm really, really excited uh, for what's going on here. And I think that I'm going to take the world on. Um, but then my, you know, my lead GC is giving me some feedback. Lead GC is saying that, look, dude, we, we, we understand the type of bougie guy that you are and what you want as far as like finishes and the quality of it. And he's like, look, the only way that I can live up to your expectations, to your really stupid, ridiculously high standards is if we're buying something and we're gutting whatever it is that you want touched. So he gave me some feedback on, um, you know, how, if I want a bathroom to look a certain way, then. I should gut it. I should gut it, get it done the right way, the way that I want it done, and take it from there. 
versus trying to go over top of work that they that they as contractors were not the creator of and that you know it's been it's just been very difficult for uh, him and his crew to you know kind of go over top crappy work and make it look good and then I come and bash him over the head with imperfections so that that's what he's saying he's like look I have no problem meeting your deadlines and your standards it's just that if you want you know based on what you're telling me you want the way that I got to hit that is the way that I got to hit back up this way. the way that I got to hit that is that um is I got to gut properties before before I can go through them you know gut the gut the kit if I want a kitchen look a certain way it's best that I gut the kitchen if I want the bathroom to look a certain way it's best that I gut the bathroom because instead of trying to match up what's there and fit it and whatnot you know it's cheaper and less time consuming to just gut it and start afresh you know what I mean matching existing wall with new drywall or existing plumbing fix you know what I mean stuff like that so I'm 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 interested in I'm interested in making that happen. I'm interested in um, I'm interested in that being something that I I definitely look into, um, and, and 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 taking it from there because I am nitpicky. You know what I mean? I go in and I really do a lot of work to properties simply because I I'm a buy and hold. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna short. I'm not gonna um, how am I gonna put this? I'm not gonna run away from a repair. Right? I run towards repairs because I want to get them done now. And not when I'm in Miami on the beach with my lady. You know what I mean? So that I, 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 I accept, I love, I welcome the ability to go in and knock out repairs early on when no one's in the building versus later on when people are in the building. And now I'm inconveniencing a, a, a tenant that's paying money on time. You know what I mean? So that's 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 some feedback that I that I got from um, my guy. And that's feedback that I, I, I appreciate. But long story short... I'm really, really happy with the progress we're making there. And not just the progress, with the quality of the progress. Like, I had no complaints when I went in there, right? And normally, I have a bunch of complaints. So if you ever go on my YouTube, there's a video where I literally go, I do a before, and then I um, before, and then when I come in, and then I do an after. And the after is I go in, and I have blue tape on all the issues that I think we need to go back and readdress. And that, there's always a lot of blue tape. But in this situation, there might be only maybe one blue, one, one blue tape thing. Maybe. I don't even remember, but maybe one. That's it. But um, I'm really happy with this bathroom. I'm really excited. Right now, they're redoing the ceiling because I don't like how bumpy it is. We put a new ceiling in a living dining room area. Um, we're going to get the kitchen done. The kitchen is going to be the next deadline. That should be done by um, Sunday, this Sunday. If they don't, And if they don't hit it, then, you know, I'm saving $75, which is nothing. I don't even give a crap about the $75. Um, and then the next deadline after that is the 30th. Or the 31st and then the next deadline after that uh is the what the 7th and then pha is going to come in and do the inspection on the 9th which is a monday and we're running that very 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 tight ship and then we're going into the basement um you know putting in the sump pump and then also we're going to go ahead and add the uh you know add the one bedroom down there add the laundry room and then close out this chapter of this apartment building this five unit and then hopefully try and move on to the other one my biggest fear is that i'm going to be it's going to be I'm going to be cast. This, this, this unit has this, this renovation has cast strapped me, meaning that it took a lot more funds from me than what I would have been used to. So I'm not too sure exactly how uh, I'm going to be able to muster up enough money to pick up another duplex, triplex quad uh, in 2018 moving forward. So that's my next hurdle is trying to say, how do I get the money 
to you know because i just invested so heavily into this unit you know this is two years of just mistake after mistake mistake and now i'm finally getting my groove how do i after two years of of setbacks you know and and sunken money now that i'm back on my feet and cash flowing really well actually let me let you guys know i'm cash flowing really well i'm doing more than 500 per door you know what i mean i'm doing really well on this property this unit um i mean 500 yeah i'm about 500 a door net net so maybe 400 a door net four 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 no four we give you 16 i'm close to like 18 so maybe 450 a door 425 a door yeah 450 a door is where i'm at right now and i'm really comfortable at that i'm really happy with that um of course you you want more and um the fact that i, I also no longer have to be responsible for um paying rent or paying mortgage for the space that i occupy so i make out really really well this minimizes my expenses and then increases the cash flow so it's i'm in a good position where i can save i just don't know if i'm going to be able to save enough because whatever i pick up i know i'm gonna have to pay 20 30 percent down right because it's going to be some type of um conventional mortgage and then i also know that i'm also going to come out of pocket for repairs one of the things that i am uh excited about is because i know i'm only going to pick up a, a multi-family so i know that we can go in and get all the things that need to get done but be more specific where we focus on getting one unit rented and completed at a time and working it from there so that it doesn't have to be a hundred percent all in no return it might be 30 percent all in you know what I mean? Get it rented out, get that cash flow in, then another 30%, get it rented, get that cash flow in. And so the last unit becomes, it's, it gets easier as we move along because we'll have tenants, we'll have bodies in there where there's cash flow coming in. So I'm really excited for that aspect of things to um, to come forth. Um, but anyways, I am about to, I come back, I'm sweaty, I'm about to shower, get real professional, and then head out to my first appointment, which is at one o'clock. All right, so thank you for listening and I'll uh, I'll tune in a little bit later on today. What's going on? This is Ugo Opara, PA licensed real estate agent and in Love from the city of uh from the sunny streets of Philadelphia. Now, don't get me wrong, it's still cold as hell out here. You know what I mean? I'm bundled up. It is not nice out here, but you know, we're out here, we're doing what we got to do. We are um you know, just kind of taking it from there. But I really wanted to touch in trying to make sure that I'm checking in more with this platform because it's such a decent platform to get my message across. And I love it. I love it. I love it. So I'm trying to build the habit of constantly checking in at least three times a day because that that is cool. Uh, but anyways, I wanted to touch base. I just got out of a triplex from one of my clients and, um, you know, a lot of people that are gravitating to me because, you know, my story about my quadplex, everyone wants to do an owner-occupied owner multifamily. And I highly recommend that everyone do a thing owner-occupied multifamily because it's a crazy gangster thing to do as your first property. You learn property management. You learn how to be a landlord. You learn how to deal with, um, you know, rules and regulation, tenant and landlord court, how to screen a tenant, how to collect rent, what to do with your taxes on that money. I mean, it's a great way to step into that. And guess what? Uh, you know, if you hold on to that property, once you move into that final big house, you know, you got wife, kids, or husband and kid, whatever, whatever, fold your boat. I'm not going to, whatever, just do what you got to do. But when you're in that house, right, it's not just you or your income paying for everything. You got this apartment building that's dumping a lot of money into everything. For me, my place, I get 900 per unit, right? I lay everything with Section 8, get 900 per unit, and it's four units, 
not counting the fifth one that I'm putting in the basement. So when I am out of this unit, you know what I mean? When everything is said and done, if I'm no longer living there, nine times four is what? I can't do my math. It's $3,600 a month. It's $3,600 a month coming in. Uh, you know, let's say maybe a thousand goes into, I don't know, let's say a thousand goes into just maintenance and upkeep or whatever, you know what I mean? Property management. Let's say a thousand goes into taking care of that, right? Taking care of everything needs to get taken care of. Capital expenditures. Blah, 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 blah. Run your mouth. Let's just call it a thousand dollars, right? Or maybe let's call sixteen hundred. Let's say I'm super safe. We call it sixteen hundred. I still got two grand coming in every month, right? Two grand coming every month. Ain't bad, man. That ain't bad at all. Now, of course, some of y'all that y'all just make all sorts of money, and two grand isn't isn't spit in a bucket for you, but. Two grand for me, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that that's a lot, you know. And right now, in my the way my 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 expenses are set up, two grand means I'm 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 I'm, I'm uh, operationally like retired, meaning my expenses would equal two grand, and my income would equal two grand. Now I can't do anything above that. Like so, if my car breaks down, you know what I mean, or I need a new cell phone, which I I definitely need a new cell phone. If anything above that two grand, I'm completely screwed, and that's not the position I want to put myself into. I want to have my expenses be like three grand or something like that, and I'm making like nine. You know what I mean? I'm making like ten thousand dollars, and my expenses are like three or four thousand. Like that's the situation that I want to be in. So even though I got the two coming, and it could cover everything. Because there's no room for growth, it's not something I even want to entertain. So um, that's the situation with that. And I definitely uh, want to make sure that that I yell that loud and clear because I think it's a beautiful thing. But I, I think a lot of people don't handle it the right way. Right now, for me, it's not even about it's not even about um, it's not even about retirement. It's all about just cash flow, right? It's all about the cash flow right now. You know, whatever I buy, I'm just buying it for cash flow to help me buy the second property a little bit easier and the third property a little bit easier and the fourth property a little bit easier. And that's kind of like how that's just kind of how I'm looking at that. You know, right now I'm healthy and I I have the ability to continue working. Thank God. And I want to keep leveraging that ability to keep working until until further notice. Right. You know, I don't know what's in store, but I know for right now I'm good. So a lot of people are, are are definitely taking advantage of that notion. You know, they're gravitating towards me and I love it. So this client, she came out, she saw a three unit building. Three unit building needs a complete facelift from, you know, mechanicals above and, you know, everything needs to be done. New electrical, new plumbing, um, new fixtures, new kitchen, new bathrooms, you know, new roofs all the way through, you know, concrete job, waterproof basement, you know, French drain, like this just almost $100,000 of renovations in this property. But she's leveraging a mortgage that helps her roll in the roll in the down payment, roll in the renovations into the purchase price, no down payment, no closing costs, no PMI, appraisal fee is covered. Um, and the interest rate is always going to be below market right now. You know what I mean? So I had a client that you can, this is a program where you can get 2.5 interest rate, 2% interest rate, 1.5 interest rate, 1.75 interest rate, 30 year fixed, like just ridiculous. Um, no prepayment penalty. And once you pay off the mortgage, you can reuse the program again. The only downfall is the program is very, very, very detail oriented. So if you're a slob with paperwork or you're, you're late with getting paperwork, you're going to struggle. And then also you have to occupy the property for the length for as long as you owe the mortgage, you have to occupy the property. 
right? Or, or the property has to be your primary residence. That sentence alone should already tell you that there are loopholes. All it says is that the property has to be. Uh, but anyways, that is that. But that's what happened. We went and saw this property. She's really interested in it. Um, you know, I explained to her the headaches of having to manage contractors and all those things like that. Because what happens after settlement, when you're doing a renovation job, your realtor isn't there to help you out with that. That's no longer your realtor's lane. That's not your realtor's domain. So once you buy the property, if you're doing a renovation loan, it, you're at the, it's, it's you, the contractor and the mortgage company that are really going about handling the renovation. Your realtor is not out the picture. You know what I mean? So I, I, I always try to explain that to a lot of my clients when they look into interest, when they look into things like renovation loans and, you know, two or three K's and whatever the case may be. But, um, but overall, you know, everything went really well. I'm really excited for her. And, uh, the next step now is just to get, you know, a couple contractors out there to, you know, see what the renovation is going to actually look like on paper, what the numbers are going to be. Uh, and then also see if we can get something drafted, submitted it as a preliminary offer, just to see if we can get that conversation going with the seller side and see if we can work towards uh, work towards the settlement, you know, or, 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 not, or not even settlement, work towards getting under contract. So that's what I'm looking to do now that I'm excited for that. And um, yeah, cool. So I haven't eaten all day. I'm getting off this thing. I'm going to find breakfast and then I'm hopping into uh, the location for the workshop early, kind of hanging out there, knocking out all the paperwork and re responding to emails, getting myself caught up because I definitely did not do as much as I wanted to do while I was in Miami because I was in Miami. I don't think there's an explanation that's needed. I think everyone under understands what that means. So yeah, so that's what's happening. I'll check in with you guys a little bit later. Thanks for listening. what's going on what's going on um so just to kind of tie up the night tie up the night if you're just tuning in my name is a licensed real estate agent and investor with united real estate and i'm um, just kind of wrapping up thursday it was a phenomenal night um you know one of my clients is pre-approved and ready to roll she has a really good piti of 1300 um however what she's looking to do is go the renovation route and um go to renovation route on a 15 year mortgage. And that's just something that I'm always opposed to. I'm not a fan of the 15 year mortgage. I think it puts you at a really high, uh, monthly payment. Um, when, in act when, when I believe that you can get a 30 year mortgage with a lower monthly pay need, right. And, and, and turn a 30 year mortgage into a 15 year mortgage versus having the 15 year where your monthly payment. So, you know, you're, you know, whatever, you're, you're stuck, you know what I mean? However, with the 30 year, you're already at a, mo a lower monthly payment. So if something happens, you just don't make the higher payment that you are making in order to make it a 13 year. You just kind of make it a lower payment. So, um, but you know, my commission still looks the same. So despite my, you know, despite the, the advice that I've given her, uh, if that's the route that she chooses to proceed, you know, then that is what it is. And, um, you know, for the way I look at it for clients, I give you my best advice. This is my advice. However, I can only advise you. I, I can't force you to, you know, consume the knowledge that I'm putting down. It's up to you to take that information, process it, and then do with as you see fit, you know, and and take it from there, right? Um, now, financially, she's, she's, she's a gangster. Financially, this client is a gangster. And I have no, I, I have no worries for her. But, you know, with me as an investor, one of the things that I always look at is opportunity cost. So what is she missing out on 
by not being able to, you know, maybe invest that dollar, you know, rushing to pay off her mortgage. Uh, to me, I just don't see as the highest and best use, especially if she has like, let's say a one or 2% interest rate on a, on a 15 year mortgage or a 30 year mortgage. What on earth are we rushing to pay off? It's free money at this point. Right. So I'm not, you know, I'm looking at it from an investor standpoint, you know, I got lines of credit, you know, I got student loans. I'm not, I, I have no, I'm in no rush to pay off simply because they're at 4%, 3%. I'm not paying that stuff off. Uncle, you know what I mean? Sally may you, 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 you take a seat in the back burner. You know, you can relax, pause, take your time. I got no, I'm not, cause I can use that money and make 20, 30, 40, 50% returns in real estate elsewhere. So why am I allocating resources to pay off something that's at 4%, 3%, right? When I can reinvest that same resource, those same funds and, and generate, you know, maybe not 50%, but I know for a fact I can get 15 to 25% returns in real estate. It doesn't make sense for me. I can put my money in properties that'll spit out the cash to cover the debt service and still yield a profit. That's a, a, a drastic win-win, right? And in that situation, now what I do when I only time I focus on debt pay down is if I'm having a stall moment, like I have a, I, you know what I mean? I'm having a stall moment. What I like to do is keep all my assets at 20% or less LTV, right? So if there's a situation where I have to pick something up and I'm at a higher situation in that, maybe it's a hard money situation, whatever the case may be, then I'll start dumping money into that one property or that one loan, buying it down to where I feel very comfortable. If things hits the fan, I know I can unload it. That's the situation. But other than that, I don't believe in, in, in rushing to pay off anything, right? Um, not a big fan of that, right? I, I believe in having a lot of liquidity, but I don't believe in paying it all off, right? Um, now, there might be situations where, you know, maybe you're at capacity. Let's say you're, 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 or, uh, uh, you, you don't believe in, in property management. Well, not that you don't believe in it, but you don't feel like outsourcing your property management. You want to do in-house property management. You have your system set up. I'm saying this because this is something that might end up happening with me. If I remain in PA, I'm probably not going to feel like outsourcing property management. I'm going to do it because I feel like I have the capacity to do it. Right. I, so in that situation, I might get 10 units. I might get 10 units, maybe four or five doors a piece. But anyways, like I was saying, if you're, um, let's say you have, I have 10 units, maybe three units on average per unit, that's 30 doors. Maybe 30 doors is the most that I can handle. So the only way for me to increase my income would be to decrease the debt service. So maybe now every year or every month or whatever the case may be, I might dump $20,000 on buying down the principal of one property right? Maybe $10,000, $20,000. So in a year, you know, I might, I might have paid off $100,000 on a property or maybe even obliterated the debt, right? So now what happens is what, the way I would look at it is by paying off certain properties. Now those properties cover my overhead and everything else that still has a debt service on it, you know, maybe the less lower performing properties um, or properties that are not my favorite or not in areas or that I want to be in or that are not I don't see as long-term praise, but they cash flow. So the, the moment I get an ability to sell it, I'm going to sell it. Whatever the case may be, that 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 that's something that might absolutely happen. No question about that. That is not, you know, that might be a situation where, you know, I'm maxed out at the capacity to manage property without bringing in outside help, but I don't want to bring in outside help. So now I focus on depleting my debt service so that I, I have a, a higher net yield, 
have a higher net yield because I have a lower debt service. That might be a situation where I might say, okay, cool, let's go do that. But for me, I'm leveraging um, I'm leveraging financing heavy, right? I'm leveraging financing heavy. I'm holding on to the property. Once I get the money that I put into it. So yeah, so that's 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 my take on it. Listening to this, you'll see me cut in and cut out uh, phone calls. I'm sorry. But anyway, so that's 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 kind of like how I look at it. Um, and I, you know, maybe I don't know any better. Maybe there's something I'm missing, but every time I run my numbers, you know, let's say I put 30% down on a property, right? And now, and then I, now I got a mortgage on it. You know, once I get my money back, the money I put down on it, everything from cash flow from a, a, a calculation standpoint is infinite returns, right? If I put $30,000 down, a property makes me 10000 a year net in, ten, in, in three years, I got my money back. We out. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, we out. Everything that that property makes for me, beautiful gravy, gravy, gravy. You know what I mean? Now, there, there are people that say it's good to have, you know, your primary residence paid off and da, 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 da and, you know. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. So I don't, I, you know, but I don't know that that's going to change because I don't believe that that's going to be stability. I think stability would be having cash flow that supersedes in many, in mul in, in, in folds, like folds, supersedes what you need to make, what, what your expenses are to take care of that wife and kids and whatever the case may be, whatever, whatever you want to do, your loved ones, right? So let's say I have a wife and three kids, right? I got a, 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 a son and then twin daughters or two twin sons and then a daughter. Like a, the youngest is a daughter. Like that would be great. Or maybe a twin boy, maybe twin fraternal. I don't know. It'd be good. I got to have twins. But anyways, let's say I got that. Right. Or maybe it's just me, wife and two twins. Woo, that'd be two, twi two twin boys. And then a, a, two twin boys would be dope. And then a daughter, a young daughter. Like the youngest would be your daughter. That would be ideal. I'm getting excited. Let's see. I got that right. And for us to live happily, we need six grand a month coming in. That's cool. Six grand covers everything. Wife doesn't have to go to work. I don't have to go to work. Everything's being taken care of within that six grand. And we have an emergency fund and everything's rocking and rolling. Right. Let's say the mortgage is 1500. Utilities are 500. We got thousand dollars on, you know, groceries, another thousand dollars for, you know, like shopping or whatever the case may be. So that's four. And then we got the other two grand that we put in the bank of savings or whatever the case may be for emergencies. Six grand covers that. Let's go. Right. Um, or maybe seven grand. Let's just do seven grand to be give us another cushion. Seven grand. You know, wife, he likes to get pretty. Let's do seven grand. Right. My job or what I would want to do is I got seven and my focus would be on cash flowing triple that. So now I have to make sure I make $21,000 a month, right? So in any given month, I got a three-year runway. And then my job from there, I would save maybe, I would save for six months, right? So six months would give me, in essence, three years of runway. So if anything happens to me, my wife, whatever. We got three years to figure it out. We got three years of everything still working until, you know, we run out, we tap out. That's my goal. Like that, that would be what I would think of. I don't care what the mortgage is on a property. I don't care what the mortgage is on anything. My focus is on the cash flow and making sure that that cash flow doesn't just meet what that is. It super exceeds it and not by a little bit, by a lot. Right? So I would value being in that position more than I would value having a house that's paid off right? Having a house that's paid off for me doesn't really mean much. It looks good on paper, but I think what's important is, 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 is excessive passive income that supersedes what your monthly nut is. 
plus savings, right? So it's not good enough to have, you know, maybe your monthly expenses are six grand, seven grand, and you have eight grand. I think that's not enough wiggle room, right? I think that's enough. Of wiggle, that's not enough wiggle room. I need to know for me, I need to, I want to have it where like, if my monthly nut is seven grand, we need to triple that 21 grand is what I need to come in and monthly passive cash flow. Now I'm happy. I'm taking care of wife, twin boys and baby daughter the way I want to. Right. And again, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I'm just creating my perfect world. Um, so that, that, that's, that's what I would think would be gangster. And that's what I would focus on more than, you know, having any type of debt. Uh, you know, I think debt is good. I think, uh, you know, and there's a lot of people that I don't think they'd be in the position that they were at if they had to buy everything in cash or pay off a mortgage before they moved on. You know, I don't think that paying off your, your primary residence is something that I would even, you know, not big ups to you if you did it, but for me in the way I'm looking at managing my money, it wouldn't be something I celebrate. It'd be something where I, I question, man, what else did I leave on the table? Right. Now, here's the thing. Maybe, maybe the markets shift. Maybe the market shift and, and property is so expensive. It's just, you can't pull the trigger on something. So now you're stacking and stacking and stacking. And now it might make sense to dump off your, 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 your property, you know, your primary residence, you know what I mean? Or, or whatever the case may be. I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't know what situation would cause that, but let's say that that's something that happens and yeah, you go for it. But I don't think that anyone should, especially if you're young, I don't think that anyone should rush or put themselves in a situation where they're going to pay off uh, 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 their primary residence, unless that primary residence is um, really high interest rate. And right now it's just not possible. High interest rate right now in this market on a primary or a 15 year or 30 year, this is so low. Like my interest rate, 0.625. I'm not in rush to pay. Listen, I don't want to pay a damn thing off on that house. That house could stay there forever. I got free money. I got lower than inflation money. I'm in a great position and it's a rental and it cash flows. Why am I paying that off? What's the rush? What is the rush? There's no rush on that. Um, it's just no, it's just no rush on it. Now, I, now, you know, if it was paid off, I would make a lot more cash flow, but the cost to pay it off, it, I wouldn't make that money back for like 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right around, maybe not 10 years, five years. It would take me five years to make the money back after paying it off to start seeing a profit. Um, and that, that, that's just not, you know, because the interest rate is so low, there's, is really, there's, there's, there's really not the best use of my money. Um, so anyways, I'm beating the point up, but Thursday ended up with a really good note. I, I'm in good spirits. I'm really excited. I got it. You know, my, my client is approved, ready to roll. And she's a savage. And I'm really excited to run and hit the grounds with her because I, I have of of uh, uh, very high expectations of her. So um, so that's that. Um, thank you so much for listening to me rant. Really appreciate it. Uh, again, if you're in the Philadelphia area, uh, tri-state, Philly tri-state area, Jersey, Delaware, PA. And if you're looking to buy real estate, please reach out to me. Would love to do a 30-minute buyer consultation for you. Uh, if you're looking to sell your property, uh, I have an amazing marketing plan that gets the thing out to where it needs to get and gets you the price that you're looking for on the highest and best terms. Um, or if you just have questions about how to be a real estate agent or an investor in general, uh, please reach out to me. Again, my name is Ugo Opara, PA licensed real estate agent and investor with United Real Estate. And uh, I'll talk to you later.